Hi guys, welcome to my podcast, Not Your Average Twink, where I talk about what I want, when I want, whenever I want, because I can. Uh, if you don't know what a twink is, you're obviously straight, and that's okay. Um, I'm sure you can use Google, and I am Jake Dolphin, if you didn't know. Start clapping. Um, hello, I didn't say stop. Anyways, let's get into the episode. Hello guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Twink. I just wrote some poetry. Um, my first time writing poetry since, I think, year seven, because I had better things to do. But I wanted to read it out for you guys. <clears throat> Why are men great till they got to be great? Woo. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch. Even when I'm crying crazy. Yeah. I got boy problems. That's the human in me. Bling, bling. Then I solve them. That's the goddess in me. You could have had a bad bitch, non-committal. Help you you with your career just a little. You're supposed to hold me down, but you're holding me back. And that's the sound of me not calling you back. That was not actually poetry that I wrote because I'm not a very good writer. That was actually Lizzo song lyrics. Um, Now, I don't know about you. I don't actually listen to Lizzo because I have taste. But if you do... Uh, you would have definitely, and even if you don't, because Lizzo's just been on the news lately, so I'm sure most of you have heard about Lizzo's um, inevitable downfall, I would say. Now, before we get into it, I want to say thank you so much for listening, all three of you, and um, also my cold is still here. I've been doing, I just started my master's degree, so I've been really, really busy. I haven't had time to do a podcast, because I've been studying, I've been being a good student which is unlike me, but um, I still have a cold. My nose is still really congested, so that's why I sound like this. But anyway, um, let's talk about the elephant in the room. And by elephant, I mean Lizzo, clearly. Um, literal elephant in the room. <laughs> uh, if you haven't heard, on Tuesday, three of Lizzo's former dancers filed a lawsuit against her. Uh, they accused her of body shaming them and sexual harassment, among other things. Um, so amongst the accusations filed against her, obviously... There's the fact that she pressured one dancer to touch a performer's breast during a night out at a nude club in Amsterdam and also commented on her weight. Um, now, I'm sure there was reason to comment on her weight, but hello, have you seen yourself? Um, <laughs> Lizzo denied the claims in a statement on Thursday, calling them outrageous and false. Uh, and of course, she would call them outrageous and false. Wouldn't you, Lizzo? That, that bit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Those who know me know that I absolutely hate Lizzo. I have detested Lizzo for so long. I think she's so annoying. Lizzo is everything wrong with the world, but um, she's fun to talk about and I love to troll on her Instagram. So um, Lizzo had this to say. She said, these last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. Um, Usually I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous not to be addressed. Now, I have to laugh at the downfall of Lizzo because, like I said, I do not like her. She'll be fine. I mean, she's worth, I think she's worth like $15 million or something, and that's American money. So we're assuming she's worth a good quarter of $100 million. Um, And that's something. Now, that's enough money. I think, like, surely that amount of money could buy her a Domino's pizza for every meal for the rest of her life. Um, most performers seem to not want their dancers to outshine them, but I would say Lizzo doesn't want her dancers to outweigh her. She wants to be the center of attention. 
And look, if you're going to enter a room being as big as Lizzo, then you are going to be the center of attention, good or bad. Now, I like a little bit of attention. We all know that. But, like, how are you that fat and you're fat shaming your workers? Make it make sense. (laughs) The lawsuit also alleges that Lizzo began inviting cast members to take turns touching the nude performers, catching dildos launched from the performers' vaginas, and eating bananas protruding from the performers' vaginas. Now, Lizzo, that sounds fun. Don't tempt me with a good time. Uh, Sounds a bit wild. (laughs) I'm only joking. I am not that wild. but, like, to me, that sounds like a very, very, very wild night out with friends. Like, I couldn't, I don't care how friendly I am with my work colleagues. That's not something that I'm doing with them. Partially because I used to work in childcare, but I don't care if you're dancers or what. That's not something that you do with work colleagues, especially when there's a power imbalance there, considering they all work for Lizzo and she's paying their wages. Um, but Lizzo has built this whole brand of inclusivity and self-love and acceptance uh, as well as being kind of like the the black fat Ellen. Um, yes, that is the same Ellen that years later uh, came under fire for being an evil lizard person, basically with no personality or soul. Um, have you ever seen in the videos just, her eyes are dead, there's nothing behind there. Like, if I saw Ellen in real life, I would be scared of her. There is nothing behind those eyes at all. It is blank. I don't know what she's thinking. You could not read that woman at all. And I think the reason why it's so bad that, like, all these allegations with Lizzo is because she's not just being cancelled over something stupid that everyone will forget about. Because, let's be honest, you can get cancelled over literally nothing these days. Um, But she's being cancelled for something that ties directly into her brand. So I don't know how easy it'll be for her to come back from this. I think her fame comes from her basic, like, her fame and her public persona of being positive and accepting so to have it turn out that she's not like what everyone thinks she is behind closed doors and she's an asshole and whatever else. I mean, I don't claim to know Lizzo, don't want to know Lizzo, but if she's none of the things that she promotes, will people even gravitate to her anymore? Because like, she doesn't have that much else going for her. I mean, she can play the flute. But in five years' time, I'm sure if everything goes to plan and all of this turns out to be true, in five years' time, I think you'll be able to go see Lizzo for free at the local pub um, playing the flute. I personally won't be attending because, like I said, I have taste. But um, if you bought tickets to her concert just recently in Melbourne, you got ripped off because soon you'll be able to see her for free. She'll be on the street doing like a tones and I, like begging for loose change. <laughs> But it is, uh, I find it quite interesting when things like this happen because it really does go to show just how easy it is to be cancelled and how quickly someone can fall out of everyone's good books. I know for one that I would be. Like, if you gave me a public platform where, give me 100,000 followers, I know I could get rid of half of those people within a week. I think I'd get a lot more because I have people all the time and people think that I'm lying about this. I just had it like two days ago. Someone messaged me and they're like, oh, um, your sense of humor is so funny. And I was like, thank you. It's mostly trolling and being mean to people, but I also am mean to myself. So I find that quite funny. Um, but like I would be canceled in three minutes, just my Instagram stories alone. Like I'm talking arguments on the daily on my phone. Every time there's a buzzer, you know that I'm arguing with someone and someone on Instagram replying to one of my comments that I've made or blocking me one or the other. <laughs> but like I said, I love to troll and I love to stir the pot a little bit. But I don't think you can be like that if you have a public persona, unfortunately, 
although I would like to see more people like that, I think to have real people that aren't worried about what people think of them online instead of these fake personalities where they're just hiding behind a facade. Like, we don't know what any of these celebrities are actually like in real life. They're probably boring as hell. Anyways, I thought I would talk about the body positivity movement. And this is something that I have, I'm not going to say studied, but I've really been interested with the whole movement and watched it for years on YouTube. And I think it's been on a downward decline for a while now. Whilst I will say that it was important for some time, it's real. I don't really think it's important at all anymore. I think it's quite a toxic um, movement. But anyways, so basically the emergence and popularity of social media has, I think, undeniably revolutionized the landscape of the body positivity movement. And it's kind of propelled it into this global spotlight that years ago you would never have seen anything become. Um, I mean, there's like billions of people and hashtags, especially I think hashtags have especially like helped to serve as a catalyst. I mean, we've had similar examples with the Me Too movement. And then like, remember back in the day when I was, when I hadn't come out yet, they had like the It Gets Better campaign with the hashtag. And I'm sure there's plenty of others that I can't think of. But I mean, like, realistically, even DID, like Disassociative Identity Disorder, that has, that hashtag on TikTok has, and I don't use TikTok, but hashtags are obviously very effective on TikTok. Whereas, you look at someone who's using hashtags on Instagram and you're like, you loser. But I think on TikTok, it's quite standard. Um, but DID has over 1 billion views on TikTok. And that's literally a condition that is so rare. Doctors, like, they're literally not even sure. <laughs> Sorry. Doctors aren't even sure if it exists outside of the movie Split and on TikTok with sad little, like, 19-year-olds with purple hair who need attention to feel validated. Um, there's a lot of those on TikTok, by the way. I'm not on there, and I even know that, but... That's because I see Instagram reels two weeks after they were popular on TikTok. <laughs> yes, I'm old. I'm not 18. I don't keep up with the trends anymore. TikTok. I just know that if I got on TikTok, I would waste so much time. And I already waste enough time as it is. I don't need to spend another two hours on an app. That's why I didn't join Instagram threads because I was just like, it's just another social media platform that I'm wasting my time on. I'm not doing anything productive on that. Anyways, I will give some props to the body positivity movement before I roast the shit out of it because there has to be something good said about it. Prior to the digital era, I guess, um, mainstream media predominantly really only portrayed like a narrow and uh, white also representation of beauty. Uh, And it excluded so many different body types, like ethnicities and sexualities also. I mean, I didn't even know a gay person back in the day. I knew a lot of fatties um, because there's lots more of those than there are gays, although it feels like the, the gay market is pretty oversaturated at the moment as well. But um, I also didn't really know many black people at all. And this is the sort of thing, like back in the day, you weren't seeing these different types and different varieties of people on TV shows and stuff like that because they were just hiring white people. Now, I don't want to go into the race shit because I think it's all ridiculous. But I do agree that back in the day, there was really not that much inclusion. Um, But I think social media really began to shatter this because like you had platforms like Instagram and TikTok, and all of a sudden you had millions of people posting from all over the world. Like you had people in Africa, people in India, people in Asia, everywhere that before, you know, years ago, you were only interacting with people that were wherever you were from, unless you're writing a letter like a loser um, or calling people on the phone. But like, how would you know people from overseas? Now you just go on the Instagram explore page or something like that. And there's people from all over the world. Um, 
does that mean that nowadays teenagers and young people are more self-aware of what's going on in the world? I don't think so, but that's their problem. Uh, I think I am because I've traveled a little bit more than most people, a little bit more extensively. <laughs> but as with any good thing, there are always um, good and bad people online. And I don't know if you've picked up your phone lately or not, but there are all <laughs> sorts of people on the internet, good and bad. The internet really has the craziest, diverse range of people. And like, that's why it's so entertaining, to be honest. Now, like, I think this is, this was definitely more popular back in the day, but I know there are still technically weird people who still use hashtags for whatever reason, but um, I think hashtags were a lot bigger back in the day on Instagram and stuff like that. I remember when Instagram first came out, like, I was told, I was taught when I got Instagram that you had to like hashtag photos. And I thought that it was just a thing that everyone did, which I think it was back in the day. But like, they had hashtags, like I said, way more popular back in the day, but they had hashtags like hashtag body positivity, hashtag love yourself, hashtag body acceptance. And all of these hashtags have millions and millions and millions of views online that have become rallying points basically for like-minded people to gather and feed off of one another. Now, there was a time when the whole body positivity movement was needed and people, it probably was a good thing that people had these groups that they could rely on and finally feel like they belonged in a community. Um, There was a time when that was needed. Diversity in anything is really important to an extent. Now, the issue with the body positivity movement and where it all went wrong, (laughs) despite the positive like effects it had on body image and just positivity in general amongst people and people feeling good about themselves, Um, which is still important in the right settings. I think it's really turned into this exclusionary movement that only wants to uplift one group of people. I mean, even Lizzo, the fat whale of body positivity herself, has come out and said, like, I think this was a year or so back, she said, um, the movement has been co-opted by all bodies and has become about celebrating medium and small girls and people who occasionally get roles. Um... Now, can we just take a second? This is the first quote I've ever heard from Lizzo that had some semblance of sanity. Maybe I'm just, I really do dislike her. Maybe that's why I really don't want to listen to anything to do with Lizzo. Unless, of course, it pertains to her failing at something. Now, I actually somewhat agree with what she said, but let me tell you, and this is coming from someone who, I mean, I've had at some points in my life really not much better to do than and be annoying and I used to really like to infiltrate these groups of fatties um and there's lots of them and I think reading all the and please I mean I don't think anyone that cares too much is listening to this but I don't hate fat people I just hate fat people who have attitudes and act like being fat is some amazing I have never once met a fat person who is not secretly um, insecure about their body weight. They, they, people can lie all they want and say, yeah, you know, I feel so good about my body. You don't. And I know you don't. And I can tell from the facade that you hide behind that you're insecure. Um, and that's really sad that you feel the need to prom- like just give off, radiate this level of like, oh, I'm so, I love my body, but we know you don't. And I'm sorry to say that's really sad to me, but it's true. Uh, I've never met anyone who actually loves their body who is obese. And also I just hate it because it's unhealthy to be fat. I'm sorry. 
Just like it's unhealthy to be anorexic and I would not like to be anorexic and I would not, um, <laughs> I would ever promote or befriend someone who was anorexic unless I was trying to give them, get them help. But luckily I don't have anyone in my life who has any of these body issues. Now the people in these groups, and I think it's safe to say that nearly all of the fat body positivity people are women. And I'll get into the reason why that is later, but these women online, like there's so many of them on Instagram, these women could literally steamroll you and make you look like a cartoonish animated pancake. Like, you know, the ones, you know, like in cartoons from like Tom and Joe, when they'd steamroll over you and then you'd be like a puddle. That's what these women could do. Like there are some big women on Instagram. Like I'm talking like, think like, have you ever seen Tammy and, is it Amy and Tammy or whatever the names are? Um, the girls off like, TLC there are some big women on Instagram and like I just find it so disgusting but like you have some fat fat influencers like Tess Holiday I think is like the biggest one everyone knows or has heard of Tess Holiday at least knows what she looks like these people will come and fuck you up like these women are brutal and nasty I have seen the worst of it I mean I probably haven't commented very nice things in the first place but like they love to argue but their arguments have no sense of like they just don't make sense they're just stupid (laughs) um all of these women and obviously like i said some men but only gay ones because you'll never actually see anyone fat uplifting a fat uh like a fat straight male and telling him his body is valid and deserves appreciation uh but that's what i mean like these women are so exclusionary it's not even funny like um body positivity as a term and the whole movement in general is supposed to encompass all types of bodies like it's body positivity. It's not fat positivity, although I think that's uh, tied into it as well. But like skinny, fat, whale size, <laughs> curvy, whatever you can think of. But it doesn't because body positivity is a movement for fat people and fat people alone. Um, and I don't think there's any arguing against that because if you look at any of these comments online, the one skinny person in there, there are always comments. And I don't think anyone or any of these fat people really think that there's any room for skinny people. Literally no room. Like, there is no room. (laughs) Um, These people, they don't actually want to love all body types. They just want everyone to love and accept their body type. That doesn't mean that they have to love other body types. And I think a lot of it stems from jealousy because they're jealous that other people are skinnier and more attractive than them. It's just like, Ugly people are always so jealous of attractive people and they go, attractive people are so nasty. And a lot of the time that's the case, but there's also a lot of attractive people that are very nice. And there's also a lot of ugly people that have shit personalities as well. But these people, and look, it happens vice versa. I know a lot of skinny people like to hate on fat people, Um, but these fat body positivity people are the first people to start calling a skinny person names, like, and basically berate them for being skinny. I mean. Uh, like they always love to use the whole, they say real bodies, like real bodies don't look like that. Like real bodies have curves and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hate to break it to you. One, like I said, you're jealous. And two, real bodies can look like literally whatever you want them to be. Like at the end of the day, it should be a global consensus that more bodies should look like the standard average normal build. I mean, ideally we don't want anorexic people and we don't want obese people. Like it's unhealthy on both ends and there's no arguing about that unless you're stupid but guess what if you're arguing with me about that you instantly lose that battle because you're wrong and i'm jake delphin and jake delphin is never wrong Uh, (laughs) you you just can't preach body positivity and then in the same sentence shame people for being skinny just because you're not 
uh, jealousy is a disease, get well soon people, XOXO. Uh, <laughs> but I think there's also the issue of health when it pertains to the actual movement itself. Now, uh, like it's one thing to say, you know, love the body that you're in. And I agree with that 100% to an extent. Um, you shouldn't go around hating how you look, no matter what you look like, even if you're ugly, fat, one leg, I don't care. Like everyone needs to have a level of self-confidence. Everyone needs the self-confidence in their life, even the uglies and the fatties. Um, now, does that mean that you should be confident and pretend that there's never going to be any health issues with the way that you look? Uh, no. Uh, if you weigh 200 kilos and you're unhealthy, then there's no denying that unless you are delusional, you're, look, I've met a lot of delusional people in my life, many myself included sometimes, but I think there's a way to go about confidence and dealing with your body. Like if you're 200 kilos and you're a fat whale, I'm sorry. Like the, some of these people on Instagram could be on a TLC show. That's how bad it is. Please don't give them their own shows. I'm sick of seeing fat people. I don't care how funny they are. I'm done with it. I want to see normal, healthy people. But some of these people, I'm like, do you, A, do nothing about your body and declare that you're the hottest person in the world and that men should be kissing your feet? Because that's what some of these people act like. Have you ever heard Tess Holiday talk? She acts like she is God's gift to the world. Uh, <laughs> or B, should you maybe have a level of self-confidence in yourself and know that you're a good person and that you have desirable personality qualities and, well, like me, just a banging personality. And, and I think choose to be confident in your journey to being a healthier human like you can go i'm i'm not happy with the way i look i'm still confident in myself i think i'm a good person you know and people still find me attractive that's fine but you can also admit on the same hand that how you are and your weight is not healthy and just side note can we just like talk for a second now i probably can deduce and understand what i'm asking in my head but have you ever met a fat person that smells good? I don't need to give you much time to think because the answer is no. It is unanimous. It is a no. No one has. Some fat people, and look, I, can, I think I can understand it because obviously when you get to the point where you're really fat and you, you can miss places where you're not washing and stuff like that, a lot of fat people smell like shit. Um, and that's really sad. I think I, I used to think that maybe it was an issue because... You, you, I've met skinny people like that too and with them I think it's sometimes like parents don't show their children how to wash which is such a foreign concept to me um, but and that's why they smell like that but I think with fat people it's just the fact that like there's so many areas that they can't reach to wash which is disgusting to think of and even just that I'm sure if you're getting to the point where you're like 250 kilos I don't think you're hopping in a shower and washing your body like two times a day because that would be a lot of effort um, that was just me being nasty. That has nothing to do with the conversation. But anyway, there's a way, there's a way to go about having confidence and self-love without completely ignoring reality and doctor's advice. Um, <laughs> like, I think the idea of health at any size is quite frankly ludicrous, really. Like, you cannot instantly, like, no, you can't tell that someone is instantly um, unhealthy or has health issues based on their appearance. No. But what you can know just by looking at someone at the size that some of these people are is that they are eventually, might not be today or tomorrow or the next day, maybe in two weeks, but eventually that person is going to suffer health complications. I mean, there gets to a certain point where your body just cannot lug around all this extra weight. I know, look, everyone, every adult in my family has back problems. And I mean, I have some 
bigger family members, but they have back problems and they're all only like 50 something. You cannot tell me that an obese person at 50 is not going to have more health issues and more problems with their body than that of a standard sized 50 year old, 30 year old, 20 year old. These people are carrying around more accumulative luggage and it's doing a a number on your body and your bones and your muscles. I think at the end of the day, you can sprout all this nonsense about how you have a medical condition or you're big boned or, you know, and that's all, that's all people love to say. They're like, you know, well, there's a certain amount of people that have thyroid issues and I get it. Like there are a certain percentage of people that have thyroid issues. You know what that percentage is? Less than 1% of fat people. I think at the end of the day, like obese people don't eat salad. I do. I love a good salad, but (laughs) obese people don't eat salad. And when you actually analyze some, um, some fat people's eating habits, you, I mean, I've seen people on TV shows literally eating like six pizzas a day. Now I have only just started eating breakfast and because breakfast was never thing in our house. Neither was lunch, um, weird household, but I was never used to that. And like, I'm still getting used to eating breakfast. I still feel full and don't want to eat lunch. I just had lunch then and I'm like, oh, I'm full. And I didn't even eat all of it. Uh, and I try to eat as healthy as I can. I'm not eating super fatty foods or anything like that. Although I do love a good KFC. Now, obviously not everyone is eating six pizzas a day, but it's safe to say that you don't get that big from eating healthy foods. It might not even be that you aren't eating healthy, but you either serve portions that are way too large or you don't exercise and move around a lot. And I think this especially pertains to America as well, because in America, um, I think portion sizes are a big issue. Like, even from what I've heard, I've had family members who have traveled to America and they're like, you order a plate of food at a restaurant and it's enough to feed two people. Now, we don't have that. Yeah, I think we get served roughly like standard portions, maybe a little bit bigger than normal, but you want some value for your money as well. You don't want a tiny plate of food. But in America, like it's out, it's outrageous. Now, like I said, obviously there's like thyroid issues and conditions that make your weight fluctuate, but it's also very dependent on your diet and exercise habit. 100%. Like there's no denying that. Um, side note though, has anyone actually seen, I don't know what it was on. There's like My Strange Addictions, there's like 1,600 pound life. But there's one on YouTube and there's this lady that has only ever eaten cheesy potatoes and she just eats like cheesy potatoes. And the show is so funny to me because why did they have, they, they went and dumped like bags and bags and bags, how much cheesy potatoes, how much cheese and potatoes she'd eat in a year. And it was like a massive amount. They got like a dump truck to do it. Why were they doing that? Did they really need to do that? But it's really funny because. Um, they try to make her eat like a vegetable and they just put the vegetable on her plate. I think it's, I think they started off with Brussels sprouts. Of all vegetables, if you're a fat person who doesn't eat vegetables, do not start off by eating Brussels sprouts because I don't even like Brussels sprouts unless they're cooked right. Brussels sprouts are like mini cabbages. I think they are evil. But this woman, she had it on her fork and she's like literally, she's shaking and she bursts into tears and she can't eat it. She's like, like dry reaching. <laughs> Probably one of the top 10 funniest videos I've ever seen in my life. But I think like another issue, I think there's also a lot to be said about how big of an industry and how much money is being made off of fat positivity. Like just think for a second, if you have brands that are profiting like literal billions of dollars, I mean, a shapewear and like, I know shapewear isn't just for fat people, but like shapewear to shape your body, basically, as far as I'm aware, I think that's what it's for. I don't know. I've never felt the need to really read about it. But like Skims has just had a valuation of like $2.5 billion or something like that. 
And that's a Kardashian brand. Like how much do you think some of these big, big, big brands like Lululemon and stuff like that exercise gear is, um, this is probably in the opposite direction of what I'm talking about, but even exercise gear is like billion dollar industry. Like how many people do you know always have different exercise gear on? They're always wearing like Lululemon or I don't even know what the other one is, but they have like 10 different outfits of active wear and all this exercise gear. Have you ever seen that person once ever go to the gym? Because I haven't. There was this girl in my school who used to buy, like, constantly. She'd be buying, like, Everlast. And I'm sorry, like, I'm not out here collecting Everlast. That's, like, cheap brand. Not that I care, but, like, that's, like, the equivalent of, like, oh, look, I'm repping my Kmart shirt. And she would buy Everlast, just constant outfits. I never once saw her at the gym. And I never once saw her lose weight. Um, So she was lying to herself and she was trying to fool all of us, but it did not fool me. But, like, I think I... Hang on, where's the number? I did get it up before. Um, uh, Plus-size clothing is a $288 billion market. Now, if that much money is being generated from something like this, then you sure as hell, of course, will see brands and companies going above and beyond to trick their consumers and lie in order to steal your hard-earned simoleons. Um, (laughs) Sims reference, if you don't know, for the adults in the room. But like all these big brands are lying to you. It's just like this whole skincare thing with, oh, you know, you need sunscreen and you need to apply sunscreen every two hours. And you need to even apply sunscreen when you're sitting inside your house if there's a window nearby. Don't fall for that shit. Now, do I think that sunscreen is good for you? Yeah, sure. And like I use sunscreen on my body, obviously because Australia has the highest rate of skin cancer. But you cannot tell me that skin, that sunscreen is the saving grace and that it is doing, going to do so much for your skin compared to, I mean, genetics play a massive factor in your skin. You cannot tell me that if I slather on sunscreen every day for the rest of my life, I'm going to have a baby, a baby's ass for a face when I'm 80. Because I think even there was a time period where like, I mean, and just think about with makeup and stuff like that, there was a time period where makeup had, like, makeup companies had tricked girls into thinking that they needed, like, 15 different palettes. You don't need 15 different eyeshadow palettes. This shit expires in a year. And then there was the seven-step skincare routine that everyone needed. And now people, and, like, for a while, people were paying that much money. Like, people were paying, like, $15 for a single face mask and all these different things. Like, brands know how to trick you and get money out of you. Simple. But I mean, you even had like Victoria's Secret recently change their whole brand to promote inclusivity because they finally realized where the market is. And that's how big of a business this stuff is. Like, they don't want to be left behind. I've seen like fat influencers who are just earning a living showing you what tablecloth they're going to be wearing today, literally. Like, they're not wearing flattering clothes. There's this chick that I always, that always pops up on my Instagram probably because Instagram just wants to irritate me just that little bit. And every day she just posts like, what I would wear going on a sailing date, what I would wear going on a movie date, what I would wear going on a, you're so specific to, what I would wear going on a date to the moon. Like, girl, you have never been on a date in your life. Looking like that. <laughs> Looking like Jabba the Hutt or that big slimy thing from Star Wars. Is it Jabba the Hutt? I think it is. I've never watched Star Wars, but I've seen the references. That, like, she's really big. And she always does this really annoying, like, she'll go and put a, her tablecloth on and then she'll pump her leg to the side a little bit and be like, ta-da. And I'm like, but you just read, you see the comments and it's just, wow, you look amazing. You look so good. And there'll be literally like 3000 comments all just telling this girl that she looks good. And I'm just like, but that's what I mean. That's where there's these groups of people 
just constantly like giving each other compliments when really your tablecloth doesn't deserve compliments. You look like you're wearing a picnic rug. I'm sorry. It looks like you put on a bed sheet this morning. But some of these women, I mean, I've never seen a fat, like body positive fat influencer man, but like some of these people will be getting like never ending amounts of PR because obviously these brands know that there's like a hundred thousand women watching their posts and they're just waiting to be sucked into whatever brand they're repping. I think uh, like it's really disgusting actually, but like I said, then you've got the beauty industry and the like pseudo wellness industry, like with Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow and all these ridiculous brands who are basically trying to tell you that you need to shove crystal up your ass in order to be the best version of yourself. Um, (laughs) I think like all these brands obviously just feed on people's insecurities. Now, if the body positivity movement had have stayed at the point where it was like, you know, uh, everyone has different bodies. We need to be inclusive of people's bodies. We need to be able to find uh, clothes that fit people that are plus size and people that are skinnier than normal. Because let me tell you, I can't find clothes that are my size and I am almost six foot tall and I am not that skinny. I'm not that lean. Like I'm skinny, but I'm not skinny enough that I shouldn't be able to find a shirt that fits me. Um, So it was needed somewhat, but it is not needed anymore. It's just so toxic. And I think it's killing people. And I think the saddest thing is for younger people as well, you see like people like Tess Holiday on a magazine and all these young little girls. And look, I don't think younger kids are getting fat on their own accord. If you're fat and young, like really young, the reason why is because your parents are feeding you bad foods and bad eating habits. That kid is not going and sneaking out and buying a Subway foot long every day to eat after school. But it's really sad, I think, because um, these kids are going to grow up and they're going to see Tess Holiday on a cover. And they're going to go, wow, like, she is so brave. I could do something like that. And yeah, you could. You could be a mediocre fat model who really has nothing going for her. But that woman is going to die at 45. She is going to choke on a sandwich like Mama Cass, or she is going to have a heart attack, one or the other. And I think it's quite disgusting. And I think these, these fat influencers like Tess Holiday know what they're doing because it's like, well, you should like, you should let that, that little girl think that she can grow up one day to be like me one day. But that's not something, that's not a good role model. Just in the same sense that on the other end of the spectrum, you have people like Eugenia Cooney or whatever, that YouTuber who's like, anorexic and but the difference is is any i mean obviously she's still online she hasn't been blocked so for some reason instagram is allowing her to be in the algorithm but no one's sitting there and going oh my god she's healthy like health at any size because you know that that is killing her she i think she that woman will be dead in five years and it'll be her mother's fault because i think her mother's keeping her hostage or something but like she's not a good role model so why is tess holiday considered a good role model for young kids Anyways, I had fun um, ranting about fat people today and I will leave you with a your mama so fat joke that I remember saying in like year seven and I thought it was really funny. Um, your mama's so fat, she cut her leg open and all that came out was gravy. <laughs> Anyways, that is it, you guys. I uh, hope I didn't offend anyone too much and if I did, too bad because I don't care. Anyways, I will talk to you guys in another episode when I am not as busy, which is never. See you later.